The songs we love, the songs we hate, the songs we've never heard. What do they all have in common? Music speaks to us in ways we may not realize. Discover how to use what you already have to get what you really want. You're listening to Power of a Positive Playlist on the OBBM Network. Here's your host, John Chester. Hello, John Chester, Power of a Positive Playlist. Uh, When most people want to talk to me about music, they want to uh, talk about a song that makes them feel better or uh, why they're learning to play that song or, you know, what they do with music uh, uh, to some amount. And I, I think that's fabulous. But you have to remember, music is not just your friend. And I've said this repeatedly. Music really can be an ally or it could be your best enemy. It really can. It can tear you a new one. And it can be walking beside you and holding you back. It can be pulling you down into a grave. It can be affecting your thought processes, your hormones, your, your endorphins. Uh, it can be so adapting you for the positive. Hey, I feel better. I'm in the shower. I'm listening to whatever. Boston, more than a feeling, you know, or I can be listening to Adele or I can be listening to whatever. And if you if these things negatively impact you, you ain't going nowhere fast. So if you're wondering why you're not blasting off the way you 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 believe you should, the answer is it's more than motivation. Motivation is just a spark. But like any, say, an automobile, there's a spark that motivates the car, you know, and the pistons, and it moves all that. But there has to be a lot more to it because the spark ain't going to do it. Your music's going to be a large part of it, too, and that instills, helps you instill belief. So there's a lot of things about music that people don't, don't quite know. And there's some weird facts I want to talk to you about, uh, about music that they just don't tell you. So while I'm networking with people, though, I, I ask obligatory, obligatory questions about where, where are you from? What do you do for a living? Uh, how can I relate? Okay, I'm sorry. How can I leverage my relationship with you to further my career? I hear that a lot. And so on and so forth. They don't say it that way, but they, that's what a lot of people, when they're doing networking wrong, they're digging in too fast. And so I'll answer them with things like, well, I'm from a dysfunctional family. I'm a music therapist and host of this vlogcast on the effects of music on people and their goals and behaviors and belief. And I doubt you can leverage me at all, you know, but then they always park in my answer about music seems people want to talk about music when they're not talking about themselves. Why? Because like most people, they view music as entertainment rather than the mind-altering trigger that it actually is. And that is due in part to how the music industry has marketed us to it, marketed to us. It is couched in the entertainment business more than the pharmaceutical as it should be. I know that sounds kind of weird and maybe overdramatic, but I got a lot of this because my father, as I've said before, was a pharmacist, and he dearly loved music. And he used to sing when he was back in college and high school even. But now um, he became a listener, and he really could soak in on what the music was doing and how it impacted him to some amount. And uh, that's where I got a lot of this formulary. So when you... um, When you take medication either over-the-counter or prescription, you expect a curative effect. Even when it's a a sugar pill, if we don't know it, the the placebo effect comes into play to make the mind work 
like music does and engage the brain to do the work of healing it was created to do. And it is here that we journey into a wondrous land that is tenuously associated with the settled order of nature that is more reality than pharmaceuticals. Stories that, that shine the light on the mighty and maybe even terrible power of this thing we define as music. Some believe Lucifer, Satan, before he changed his addresses, was a music minister. I used to be a music minister, and I've known s several over the years. And after seeing the current music used in worship, I can say that with some authority, quite a few have followed in his path. And if you tuned into the recent Grammys, which I didn't, his wares are quite on display in the secular music as well. The music, well, let's put it, the word sing appears in the scriptures over 400 times, and at least 50 are commands. What that means is we're commanded to sing. You'll notice it doesn't say only if you have a good voice or if you were created to do so or if you were blessed or you had holy hands laid on you and all that kind of stuff. What you're worried about because you don't think you have a great voice is you're worried about criticism. And that needs to stop right now because I guarantee you if you're worried about uh, how you sound when you sing, you're also worried about how you look in business, how you dress, how you, your posture. Does, does this idea make my butt look big kind of nonsense? Reality is you just need to be brave enough to open your mouth and sing. Again, people say, gee, I, I don't have a good enough voice to, I can't carry a, a, a tune in a bag. I'm not handing out bags, y'all. Y'all just get out there and sing. So during today's podcast, I want to give you a, a few stories that don't make it in the weekly Billboard or Rolling Stone magazine. We're going to start with an article in the webpage, How Stuff Works. And it talks about music may seem like an impossible uh, subject to study. And what I mean by that is, yeah, as a, as a uh, person who got his degree in music therapy, I had to go through this thing called theory. And it, theory, again, is the architecture of music. It's how it's built in the West. Now, you go to the Middle East, you go to China, you go to various parts of the world. They have different theories because it's a different language and a different cadence and a whole lot of different things. That's why music sounds different in these lands. Whereas what we have is an octave with those, those steps, however many steps we have. For example, we have the do, re, mi, for example. Uh, you go to the Middle East and they may have 12. And it's hard to pin down. It's hard to pin down something that is so entertainment and so emotional into the science. But we all prefer different types of music. And researchers are starting to determine just how we are ingrained in our biology, the processing of music. We're going to continue right after this. This is the Power of Positive Playlists. It seems like there's never enough time in your business to get everything done that you need to. Searching for the right employees to represent your brand and satisfy your customers was already hard enough. And now there are even fewer options out there. How do you find the right people and keep them? My name is Terrell Tipton with Insperity, and we offer HR services that make your company make sense. Too often, local business owners take on HR activities, wanting to run their business on a shoestring. But that can mean sacrificing revenue-generating activities that allow you to continue to grow and serve your community at the level you want. Call 972-409-4316 today. 
I'll walk you through Insperity's outsourced HR services and health insurance options and help you come up with a plan that gets the most out of your business and your budget. Insperity provides stability to businesses in uncertain times and has been helping companies just like yours since 1986. Call 972-409-4316 and talk to me, Terrell Tipton. It's time for your business to run better, grow faster, and make more money. 972-409-4316. Call today. One last time, 972-409-4316. Multiple streams of income are the local business owner's new protection against inflation. If you enjoy sharing health insights and helping others live their healthiest lifestyle possible, you can create wealth for yourself and your family by doing what you love to do every day. Call 469-939-8933. Discover how to incorporate additional financial revenue into your love of health and wellness and the work you're already doing, using your time wisely and leveraging networks you already work with. Ready to learn more? Join the Wellness Institute's Corolla Broadus, subject of the book, Look Beyond Tomorrow, to help even more people realize their potential and achieve their health goals. Build a side business with products sourced in North America and protect your bottom line. Call 469-939-8933 today. That's 469-939-8933. Call now. To the Health Engineer Show, I'm Kirk Buckley, the health engineer right here on the Off Hi, I'm Larry Corkamp. This is Hi, my name is Susan Hamilton, and you're watching Off Hi, this is Dewey Milano. Welcome to Big IT Small Business, where we will be talking to Terry Arjala. Welcome back. John Chester, Power of Positive Playlist, talking about what they ain't telling you about music. So even babies enter the world with an ability to determine between different types of music. Did you know that? Understanding the link between a song we're hearing and how our bodies react to it could have enormous implications for treating diseases, brain disorders, such as depression, which I'm a full believer in because that's one of the ways I overcame my depression. While all this may seem obvious to someone who has ever used uh, ever used good funk to say to get out of bed, it, it takes a look exactly at what happens inside the brain when it's sandwiched between our headphones. Now, music activates so many parts of our brain that it's impossible to say that we have a center for music the way that we have for other tasks like you know, hunger or vision or something like that. When we hear a song, our frontal lobe and temporal lobe begin processing the sounds with different brain cells working to decipher things like rhythm, pitch, and melody. Different researchers believe that most of this action happens in the right hemisphere, though others say reducing music to uh, just a, a right or left brain activity is impossible. If the song has lyrics, then the parts of the brain that process language that's Broca's and Wernicke's area, kick in the gear. Researchers have found that songs can activate our visual cortex, perhaps because our brain ties to construct a visual image of the changes of pitch and tone. Songs can trigger neurons in the motor cortex, leading you to tap your toe, uh, or maybe get down and boogie. Your cerebellum gets into the act, trying to figure out where a piece of music will go next, based all on other songs it's heard before. So it has a memory about where it's been and where it's going. That's one of the reasons, for example, I like uh, uh, Wagner. Uh, I played Wagner when I was uh, at a VA hospital in their music listening time, and it was a very quiet piece. 
very slow piece. But it so aggravated the vets that were sitting in there. And I, of course, didn't intend to do this. But it so aggravated, I emptied the room within about 15 minutes. See, before that, they were listening to Bach. And Bach has certain formulas that we've just come to really express. And it's Western music at its most pure and distilled. And we come to it. But when you get to Wagner, it's like riding a slow roller coaster in the dark. And you don't know where you're going. And it aggravated them. So when your brain doesn't know what's going to happen next, you get anxiety. So hearing a piece of music is also tied to memories. If this is the song that was playing during a first kiss, then the, uh, me- the medial prefrontal cortex where the memory is stored lights up. And since this is one of the last brain areas to fall prey to the ravages of Alzheimer's disease, researchers have found that people with the condition can remember songs from long ago, even when they can't remember what they did yesterday. While many parts of the brain are involved in deciphering a piece of music, brain image scans appear to demonstrate that our emotional reactions to music also takes place in the brain. In a study of a woman who had damage to her uh, temporal lobe, researchers found that while the woman was unable to distinguish between melodies, she was still able to have the emotional reaction that you might have from hearing happy or sad melodies. Further, imaging studies have shown that music we expect to be happy activates the reward centers of the brain, releasing dopamine so that music gives us the same hit of happiness that we would get from a piece of chocolate, sex or drugs or sex, drugs and chocolate all at once. Uh, Never mind. So does that mean your playlist could take a a place of an antidepressant? Let me, let me say that again without stuttering. Does that mean your playlist could take the place of an antidepressant? Beats the hell out of me. I would like to say yes. And I believe in the future, the answer is yes. But I would never sit here and say, well, gee, if you're on heavy antidepressants like I was, then you could just dump them and just start listening to happy music. Don't do that. That's stupid. Okay. But what I am saying is you can start to lovingly self-medicate and take some control about what you're inputting in your head so that you can start having more self-feeding, profitable emotional controls uh, over your life. The medications help with something really different, but uh, they're of value. And of course, as they say, talk to your doctor if music may be right for you. So... Uh, Neurological studies on music on the brain seem to indicate that that we're hardwired to interpret and react emotionally to a piece of music. Indeed, the process states, uh, it starts very early on. One study found that babies as young as five months old reacted to happy songs, while at nine months they recognized and were affected by sad songs. Physiologically, states, let me try that again. I'm going to edit that out. Physiological states brought on by music only intensify as we grow. Happy music, usually featuring a fast tempo and written in a major key, can cause a person to breathe faster, a physical sign of happiness. Similarly, sad music, which tends to be in a minor key and very slow, causes slowing of the pulse and a rise in blood pressure. When we come back, We'll find out more. This is John Chester, Power of a Positive Playlist. Ready to feel great? 
Core Frequency Therapy in Grapevine uses transdermal ozone through a Hocket ozone sauna, combining 10 different technologies simultaneously. The Hocket ozone sauna can be used once or multiple times each week for optimal detox and cellular recovery. Burn up to 600 calories each session. Core Frequency Therapy boosts your immune system, increases mental clarity, and destroys cancer cells. The Hocket Ozone Sauna eliminates bacteria, viruses, and fungi, and detoxifies heavy metals from your system. Enjoy increased blood flow, oxygen levels, relieving pain and improving quality of life. Book a session at Core Frequency Therapy today and feel better tomorrow. Call us at 817-382-1499. That's 817-382-1499. How long has it been since you've updated your brand or restocked your promotional items? The more often people see your company logos and taglines, the more often your company comes to mind. That top of mind thinking is exactly what grows businesses and generates revenues. So at Big Feet Creations, I've dedicated my time and talent for over 30 years designing and illustrating print and digital products that people love and remember. Now we're adding website design and audio video editing too. Call Big Feet Creations at 469-450-7350. I'm a big guy, and I've taken big steps to help you grow big. Big Feet Creations, 469-450-7350. Call today. That's 469-450-7350. The OBBM Network is the premier voice for local business. And we take that responsibility seriously. The OBBM Network has everything you need to grow and transition your business for success on popular syndicated podcast networks, Roku and other video channels, and the OBBM Network app. We work for you, local business, and we've got your back. And welcome back. John Chester, Power of a Positive Playlist on the mighty OBBM. Talking about the power of music. And I was talking about happy music, which which is the large reason. That's the big reason people listen to music. Oh, I need something to pick me up. Oh, I need something to get me out of this funk. Oh, I need something to wake me up. Yeah, okay, great. But sometimes, sometimes we need something else. For those that know the value of a good cry or a cathartic release may find that sad or angry music can bring about happiness indirectly, like metal. I ain't a big fan of metal or Screamo, or whatever you want to call it. I have a daughter that likes it. And ever since she started really listening to it, she's a lot more adjusted than she used to be. But uh, it ain't my bag, but she likes it. And we monitor, you know, I'm aware of what she listens to. Anyway, knowing that music has this impact on the body may eventually influence treatment and care for a wealth of patients. For example, music has been found to boost the immune systems of patients after surgeries, lower stress in pregnant women, and decrease the blood pressure and heart rate in cardiac patients, thus reducing complications from cardiac surgery. 
Researchers at Cal State University found that hospitalized children were happier during music therapy in which they could experiment with maracas and bells while a leader played the guitar and, uh, and other therapeutic interventions were happening. Music therapy has also proven to be more effective than other types of therapies in patients suffering from depression and has been shown to lower levels of anxiety and loneliness in the elderly. So here's another one for you. What kind of music does your dog listen to? Now, you notice I don't say cat. That's because a cat doesn't listen to anything but the sound of its own voice. According to live science, Against the the conventional wisdom that music is uniquely human phenomenon, recent and ongoing research shows that animals actually do share our capacity for it. But rather than liking classical or rock, Snowden, an animal psychologist at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, has discovered that animals march to the beat of a different drum altogether. And I don't mean the Linda Ronstadt Stone Ponies piece. They enjoy what he calls species-specific music, tunes especially designed using the pitches, tones, and tempos that are familiar to their particular species. With no pun intended, music is all about scale, Humans like music that falls within our acoustic and vocal range, uses tones we understand and progressions at a tempo similar to that of our heartbeats. A tune pitched high or low sounds grating or ungraspable, and music too fast or slow uh, is unrecognizable as such. To most un- uh, animals, humans, human music falls into that ungraspable, unrecognizable category. With vocal ranges and heart rates very different from our own, they simply aren't wired to appreciate songs tailored to our ears. Most studies find that, uh, try as we might to get their legs a thump, and animals generally respond, can I say that again? Animals generally respond to human music with a total lack of interest. That's why Snowden is working with a cellist and composer, David A-E, I think is how you pronounce it, to compose music that is tailored to suit them. Dogs are a tough audience because breeds vary so widely in vocal range and heart rate. However, large dogs, as Labradors or Mastiffs, have vocal ranges that are quite similar to those of adult males. So it is possible that they might be responsive to music in our frequency range. My prediction is that big dogs might be more responsive to human music uh, than a smaller dog such as a, a chihuahua, says Snowden. Indeed, some dogs do appear to respond emotionally to human music. Research led by Deborah Wells, a psychologist at Queen's University, Belfast, shows that dogs can discern between human music of different genres. Our own research has shown, she says, that dogs certainly behave differently in response to different types of music, e.g. behaviors more suggestive or relaxing uh, in response to classical music and behaviors more suggestive of agitation in response to heavy metal music. So all these things boiled down come to the ultimate, that music is not just for humans. I remember a study some years ago that where they played, many people have heard this, where they played hard rock music to plants 
and they played classical music to a different set of plants. The, the classical music plants did very well, and they thrived and grew and, and budded more flowers. The other plants that were listening to metal shriveled up and died. I've heard both sides of that, uh, that documentation, that experiment. Some say it wasn't clinically done right. What it still means, though, is that it's different strokes for different folks. I will never say to you, you can't listen to metal in this state of mind because metal always or, or rap causes this. It's individual. It's best that you consult a music therapist and they can help you find what your groove is in your state of mind and where you want to go with it. Because it really does matter. You want something different in life. You're going to have to do some changes and you have to do them with some degree of supervision and love from people around you as well and belief that you can. Music gives that a lot to everyone. Until then, my name is John Chester, Power of a Positive Playlist here on the Mighty OBBM. You stay tuned. We'll be having more from you. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Power of a Positive Playlist with music therapist and life coach John Ivor Chester on the OBBM Network podcast. Power of a Positive Playlist airs each Monday and Wednesday at noon central and 5 p.m. central on OBBM radio in the Offbeat Business app or get the OBBM Network podcast on demand in podcast directories everywhere. For more insight or to book John for speaking or hire John for your therapeutic environments, go to IvorChester.com.